first service, and the reason you heard both Jonna laugh and uh, Shelly talk about what great children these grandchildren of yours are, Tammy, is because at the first service, the kids got a little enamored with the stuff. It ended up all over the floor. And even people got it dumped on their heads, like a baptism or something. It was chaos. It was utter chaos. It was so chaotic, even, that uh, Pastor Jonna and I had the people stand up and sit down, I think twice, giving misdirections, because we were so befuddled by the children's sermon. It was crazy. It was utter chaos. And, uh, you know, it... It actually was appropriate, though. Uh, it, it actually set, uh, set the stage well for, for the message. Um, last week was not a bad week. I got my thumb cut a little bit, a little surgery to correct a tendon problem. But the week before that was pretty rough. And, uh, and we came to worship last Sunday. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty rough. Um, I don't think... Um, I didn't think there were many of us that were very um, happy to hear uh, Jonna's news that she was leaving us. Uh, it was, uh, I had been living with it for a couple of weeks, but um, it, it, was, it, was, it was a sad day, I think, for us. And, and what happened, though, is, and I don't know whether you picked this song or, or someone else did, but good, good work on the hymn selection, because we sang in last Sunday's traditional service this incredible hymn, How Firm a Foundation. And uh, it, it, this, is, this is how it starts. How firm a foundation, O saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said, who unto the Savior for refuge have fled. Just an encouraging word that God is with us. Now, we had actually planned uh, out our themes uh, long before at least I knew that you were gonna, uh, that, that was the day you were going to make. Matter of fact, I don't think you knew that was the day you were going to announce because we, we kind of decided that together in terms of when it was going to get announced. But, but the, the focus of last week's uh, service was God's presence and I so needed that promise uh, as a part of that announcement that, that we would know that, that sort of no matter what is coming, that God is present with us. Now, the second verse of that hymn is what really hit me. This is what it says, and, and it, it's taken, that is, it says it in Isaiah 41, verse 10, and it's in the hymn, I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you and will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I was thinking, oh man, that is such good news. It, it, it was good news for me to hear for you as your stepping out in faith and taking this bold step. It, it, it is good news for me to hear for us. And I heard it as good news, but then I started thinking, why do we need to hear this good news? Because life is hard. 
And life is sometimes disappointing. And God brings through the prophet this word of promise. Because in the midst of the circumstances of life, we need to hear it. We, we need it to strengthen our faith so that our, our faith can give us the courage to face the circumstances of our day. Marilyn uh, reminded me of this painting. Uh, my son Paul is a musical artist, but he's not really a, a, a painting artist uh, uh, most of the time. But he painted this picture for us. And uh, what it shows is, is the cross in the midst of a storm, in the midst of the water. Water in the Bible is a symbol for the place of chaos. And so I think about Jesus and when he brought the Sermon on the Mount and he got in a boat and went out in the water and I thought, that's really interesting because he's, he's on the top of the chaos bringing this good news. Now, I'll admit that from an exegetical perspective, that might be stretching what Jesus is doing a bit, but it certainly isn't if you think about Jesus walking on the water or if you think about Jesus calming the storm. Water is a symbol of chaos in the Scripture, and Jesus demonstrates his power over the chaos. That's good news. Right now, I think we kind of feel like we're in the midst of some chaos as lots of changes have been coming through the last couple of years. And it just kind of seems like they keep coming in, in waves. And so we need to trust. We need to know. We need to hear this good word that, that Jesus has power and authority over the chaos. And then in our Acts reading today, we hear about the church in Antioch. This, the church in Antioch is the place where um, Christians were first called Christians, little Christ. And, uh, and they were the ones that sent out Paul on the missionary journeys. And in our lesson today, um, that's what we hear, that they set apart. The Holy Spirit came upon them in the midst of this prayer meeting and they set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work to which God had called them. Didn't spell out what that work was, just said it was there. Pastor Jonna reminded us last week of, of God coming to Abraham in Haran and saying, go to the place that I will show you. Meaning go, and as you go, I'll let you know where you're going. Man, that's a gutsy call. And that's kind of the call that you've heard and responded to. That's a, that's a bold move. But we trust that it is indeed God's calling. When Jonna came to me and sort of told me the, the journey that she had gone through, the time of of prayer and quietness with God and the sense of release and the, and the sense of, of, of this timing to step out in boldness, I didn't like it. I wasn't angry. I was sad. 
was disappointed. And I, I have to imagine that as the, as the church was gathered in Antioch and they were so uh, blessed by these leaders and especially by, by Barnabas, the son of encouragement, and, and, and Paul, uh, and now all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, you know, we're going we're gonna to take you somewhere else to do our work. We're reminded, the church is reminded that it's not just about us, that, that there's a kingdom activity going on here and so because i've learned to to trust jonna i've been blessed by her walk with christ i've i've seen that she prayerfully discerns a god's work in her life there's really no choice but to to support what god has called her to do even if i don't like it and to trust that, that God is at work in the midst of it. Now, now listen again to the third verse of this hymn that Jonah picked for last week. You ready? When through fiery trials your pathway shall lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be your supply. The flames will not hurt you. I only design your dross to consume and your gold to refine. Why do we need these encouraging words from God? Because God is in fact going to lead us on some hard roads. He's going to lead us on roads that teach us to put our faith in Him. He's going to lead us on roads that are going to cause us to have to lean on one another and the gifts that God brings to us so that we can stay about the work that he calls us to. And so our, our faith is strengthened and we are encouraged by, by going through the challenging times. I don't know what's going to happen in the Super Bowl this afternoon. I left this out at the first service. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the Super Bowl this afternoon, but both teams have kind of been through some squeakers. Uh, to get there. They, they, they've known what it means to sort of look like you're going to lose the game and yet, and yet stay with it. St. Timothy's has been through all sorts of things in its journey as a church. And God has proven over and over again his faithfulness and his work in and through this community of faith. This will be no different Let's, let's look again at the Great Commission. The Great Commission, the, 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 the sending words of Jesus uh, for his disciples are often remembered as go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Amen? But let's not forget where it starts. It actually starts here. All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Go therefore. Under my authority, under my power, according to my calling, I send you. I send you, and I send you. And then at the end, and remember as I send you, 
I'm going with you. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Now I want to tell you that I I think in the church today, we've lost some of the power of that promise. In our theology, we understand God is with us all the time. Amen? But in these verses, and, and in a similar place in the Old Testament, when Joshua is being sent into the promised land where he's going to have to do the battle of Jericho and lots of battles after that, God says, I send you and I will go with you. As I send you to make disciples, I'm going with you. I know it's going to be a challenge. And what I'm promising with you is I'm not sending you on your own. I'm promising my presence to be with you as you go about doing the business that I've called you to do. And I want to say something else about disciples that is kind of a problem in our thinking. Too often in the church today in the United States, we, we equate discipleship and believers. We, we think we've been uh, sent to make believers, which is a good thing. Can I get an amen on that? It's a good thing to, to bring people to faith in Jesus. That is, to help people know the truth that God so loved the world that he gave his son to die for them so that they could have eternal life. But the calling and the commissioning for the church is not just to make believers, it's to make disciples. Now, disciple is a word that can be translated student or follower, but even that really isn't enough because when Jesus made disciples, he sent them to make disciples. So disciples are disciples who make disciples. And there's something else about this discipleship that is at the heart of who we are as a congregation. Discipleship turns into sending. Discipleship grows and matures into apostleship. Or, since that's a hard word for us to kind of label on ourselves, ambassadorship. Jesus teaches us to learn from him and to follow him so that he can then send us so that the world can know the hope and the forgiveness of Jesus. That's why it's not just about us. That's why in faith we, we claim that, 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 that a part of what's happening is as you've ministered among us and blessed us, that, that we're now sending you to follow that next call that God has for you because there is no doubt that that blessing continues and expands as you follow God's call into the next place for your ministry. We go to make disciples. St. Timothy's, our purpose remains clear. We are still called as a congregation. We are still blessed as a congregation. We are still empowered as a congregation to go and make disciples together. So let me say with absolute clarity, there's, there's, there's two things about which there can be no doubt right at this very moment. There can be no doubt that Jonah 
is richly gifted as a servant of God and that God is with her. There is no doubt. There is no doubt that St. Timothy's is a richly gifted community of faith and that God is with us. And therefore, we do not need to be afraid. Fear not, Jonna, as you engage in the next few weeks, a couple of weeks goodbyes, as you engage in a few weeks of discernment where God is waiting to show you your next opportunity, fear not, because he is with you. As we discern our next steps, as we call forth people like Bill and others to, to step up uh, in, in, the, in the gaps that are now here, as we discern God's call for, for the next pastor that he's going to bring to serve in our midst, St. Timothy's, fear not. God is with us. Amen.